This is Good Better Broker, a podcast from UWM. How did one of the top producing mortgage brokers in America become one of the industry's top influencers on Instagram? You're about to find out as Brian Decker, CEO of Modern Lending, shares why he went all in on Instagram and how his content on the platform now accounts for nearly half of his business. Episode 22 of Good Better Broker is coming up. This information is provided to mortgage professionals only and is not intended for or authorized for consumer distribution. The views expressed by guests are their own and do not necessarily represent the views of United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast series do not constitute legal or other professional advice or endorsements of any kind. Welcome back to Good Better Broker as we bring in Brian Decker, CEO of Modern Lending out of Temecula, California. Brian, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Justin. I really, really appreciate it. I'm super pumped to be on. Well, we are very excited to have you. And I know a lot of our listeners are already familiar with you. Uh, You were a panelist at UWM Live. You've been in the business now for almost 20 years. And I, yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. But (laughs) I I, I tell people how long you've been doing this. All those credentials you've got. Uh, and, and you've tr- experienced a lot of success, Brian, you know, all the, all the volume that you've done over the years. Uh, but, but I find it fascinating uh, what has happened to your business and what you have done over the last two and a half years in this shift to creating content on social media and specifically the focus on Instagram. So before we get into all of the strategies and all of the great advice you have for our listeners, I want to start here and, and just tell us why did you decide to make this content creation for social media a huge, huge focus for your business? No, absolutely, Justin. And so I think one of the biggest things that I actually realized, because I, for the longest time, I felt like an imposter, right? That was my big thing is I was like, oh my gosh, like, how am I going to create content? There's what happens if somebody like comments on my video and they're like, hey, Brian, no, it's this, or hey, Brian, no, it's that. So I was constantly concerned with feeling this like imposter syndrome that I was going to be found out that people know more than me about a particular topic. And then I read an article and the article was actually in Forbes. And it was probably in about 2019. And I was at a Gary Vanderchuk actually speaking event and he put something up on the board and it said 55, and this is back in 2019, like early 19, 55% of all consumers learn about the brand they choose whether it's a service or a product, 55% of them learn about it on social media. And about 80% of consumers actually say that they prefer to actually go with the brand that they were exposed to online because of the ability to look at the brand, look at their social media accounts, look at their reviews, look at all of these items. And then one thing that really just hammered me right in the face, and it said that 91% of Fortune 500 CEOs, 91% of them said that the number one thing that they were going to be allocating to grow their business and to allocate a portion of their marketing budget was to social media. So I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I grew up in the era where, you know, I'm 40 years old. I grew up in the era where it was MySpace. There was no such thing as marketing on MySpace, right? And so it made me realize I had spent a lot of time at Guaranteed Rate in the retail world, a lot of time over at Loan Depot in the real estate world. And I kind of thought to myself and I was like, you know what? There's no way I can compete with Quicken on a budget on marketing. There's no way I can compete with Loan Depot. There's no way I can compete with Guaranteed Rate. These guys just have way more money than me. But 
But the one thing that they probably can't beat me at is the ability to be have a hyper local brand because people don't want to follow. Nobody's like, oh, did you see what the new thing that Lone Depot posted today on their Instagram? No, they want to actually deal with a person. And I realized, okay, I have the ability to actually beat them in this avenue of marketing without a monster budget. And if all these Fortune 500 CEOs, if 91% of them said they're gonna be putting their highest level of dollars spent and their actual time and focus towards exploding their social media marketing, then I'm like, okay, this is it for me. So here you are, this top producer, and you decide to go all in on content creation. And just to give you some context, folks, two and a half years ago, Brian did not even have an Instagram account. Fast forward to today, over 36,000 followers on Instagram. And and this is mind blowing to me. And you told me this 40% of your business is now coming through social media. When, When you think about that and what has happened over these last couple of years, what comes to mind for you? Uh, just appreciation, man. Um, you know, I think that the other thing that really comes to my mind is I am one of those people. I've been fortunate, you know, just through, you know, getting to know Ishbia really well and getting put in a lot of these high level mastermind groups that UWM has is really been a, a very big uh, mindset shift from the retail world. It was like kind of keep everything behind, you know, cloak and veil. Like, oh, I'm not telling these people my secrets. They're my competitors. You know, like kind of deal. And now... I've actually just through the mindset of abundance and sharing, like anytime somebody comes up to me, whether it's at a speaking event I'm speaking at or something else, like I'm, I'm like, this is a guy, I, I'm a guy that's grew up in Temecula, California. My market is 200,000 people. Like I'm not in a big market. Like it's not like I'm in a Boston or an LA or a San Diego. No, I'm in a very small blue collar, light white collar environment. I had no social media presence. You know, I'm 40 years old. I didn't grow up with this stuff. And now like I'm known as the guy that teaches people Instagram on, on real estate and mortgage. And it's the biggest driver of my business. And I could, you know, my wife and I joke around all the time. We'll be at dinner somewhere and people will like take photos with me. And I was like, babe, do they know I'm a freaking loan officer? Like, like I've become a local celebrity in my market. And so my biggest thing is if I've been able to do that in two years, and the biggest thing that I tell people that everybody does wrong in the world of social media, they do it for fame rather than revenue. And so I always, you know, it's always one of those things, you know, you know, they always say, you know, revenues for fame, profits are for sanity, right? You know, and so my big thing was I had a hard time, took me about a year and a half. My social media grew really quickly, but it wasn't converting into dollars. And so it wasn't until probably about a year ago that I actually learned how to take all of these video views and take all the stuff and actually convert it into revenue. And that's what I'm honestly most proud of. I could care less about if it's 5,000 followers or 36,000 followers or 100,000 followers. It doesn't matter to me. What I care about is am I converting that to revenue? All right. So let's get into how you have done it. And I want to start with just simply your approach to the content that you're posting. And I know it, it, it ties very specifically to what you call your content pillars and also finding your niche. So tell mm-hmm. our listeners about that. Yeah, absolutely. So when you're looking at the type of content you view, right? Like, and this is where you have to take yourself out of the content you want to produce. And you got to think about something like this. When somebody is buying a home or getting a refinance, That only comes around every four to five years, depending on the market, sometimes a little long. We've been in some refi booms, but going forward, probably every four to five years. 
Now, let's say for an example, Justin, and I was like, hey, and you know, like you're going to get married, right? How often you get married, right? And then you get married, you have a kid and your kid's in diapers, right? And when you're in that diaper phase, you're looking at diapers. You'll notice their ads, you'll notice all of that. But what happens? Three, four years down the road, kids no longer in diapers. You're not on there looking about diapers anymore, right? Like that diaper method only worked for you when you were in that very, very small window of the sales cycle. And when content comes out, the worst thing somebody can do is put out nothing but mortgage and real estate content all the time because people are consuming. You need them to consume your content almost on a daily basis. And if you're teaching them about something that they'll only really be interested in once every four to five years, they don't care about the content. They're not going to consume your content and you're not going to grow. So what you got to establish yourself is you have to have a content pillar. And what I mean by that is, is Coca-Cola, you know, as I've said many times, they kill it at soft drinks. Okay. Coca-Cola is not out there, you know, making fast food meals. They're not out there, you know, making books. No, Coca-Cola knows that they dominate the soft drink market and they do a great job of their branding and marketing. So when it comes to you as a loan officer, we think to ourselves, we got to do the same thing. Like Coca-Cola, only they talk about soft drinks. Well, okay, all I got to talk about is mortgage. Well, that doesn't work because soft drinks you're consuming on a daily basis. Mortgages you're consuming once every five, four to five years. So what I tell everybody to do when you're thinking about the type of content to produce, you already know you got mortgages. That's, that's, your, that's your staple of your business. That's how you're going to drive in revenue. But you need to exist at a 70-30 rule. That means that 70% of the content you put out needs to be not mortgage related. So people always ask, well, Brian, what do you put out? And so I tell everybody, this is an exercise that I learned. Well, I tell everybody, go in, take five to 10 of your closest friends, send them an email, send them a DM, send them a text message and said, hey man, outside of mortgage loans, right? Of my profession, or if you're a realtor, outside of you know my real estate profession, when would I be one of your first two calls when you needed advice on some type of topic? When would I be what you would consider an expert? And when I did this, I was shocked and people, because I didn't know, I mean, you know, people like Brian, anytime I have a question about investing, finance, making money, I, I mean, you're, you're one of the top people. If I, if I think about what stocks I want to pick or what crypto I want to pick or how do I buy an Airbnb, like you're my first call. And so in my mind, I was like, whoa, I didn't consider that. And well, somebody actually wrote me that, Brian, you're, you're kind of like in my circle, you're like the modern day Dave Ramsey in, in my circle of friends of asking you this. So I thought to myself, bing, there's my content pillar. Right? I coached quite a few people on this and somebody was like, dude, I bake. And some female loan officer, she's like, I bake. I know everybody says when I need a recipe, I bake. And she's like, well, what does that have to do with mortgages? I said, you're missing the point. The point is you need to create content that people want to consume on a daily basis. 70% of the content you put out needs to be based on something you're passionate about and that you're knowledgeable about, because then you'll actually find yourself wanting to create that content. You can't make up, you know, content and be like, oh, I'm going to just create a bunch of content on, you know, baking for myself because I don't bake. I don't care. I'll get bored of it. And I won't be consistent at it. So you've got to figure out what that content pillar is. And then once you figure out and establish that other content pillar, whether that's baking, whether that's recipes, whether that's interior design, whether that's, you know, uh, buying apartment buildings, whether that's, you know, how do you balance a life as a mom and, a, you know, and a boss of a you know, particular thing, you've got to find that content pillar. And that's numero one. All right. So you also have very, very specific parameters around the way you execute your videos. Yes. I want you to explain this because uh, you, you don't have much time. 
yeah. to hook an audience. And, and oh. for you, whenever you press that record button, Brian, I know that it is very forefront of your mind exactly what you're looking to accomplish. We are living in a digital world. People's attention spans are about you know this big. They're about 1% of what they used to be. So you cannot use the same type of face-to-face strategies in your videos in a world of digital. So you have three seconds to hook somebody in. So the format of a video goes hook, one to two bullet points of a quick win. I'll just get to that in a minute. Call to action. That's it. Every every video. So you got three seconds, three seconds to hook them. The biggest mistake I see people do is they waste those first three seconds of the video introducing themselves. If you're making videos introducing yourselves, you will never be successful on social media. Because guess what? First off, nobody cares who you are. Second off, you're they're on your social media account. Most people's username says their name. And if they really want to know who they are, you are, they'll click on your bio afterwards. But they don't really care who you are until they found value. And so what you always want to do is you got to start off with a hook. So let's just say case in point, and I'm going to do a video about, you know, um, an Airbnb and, you know, cash flowing, you know, Airbnbs, right? Most people would be, they start a video. Hey, I'm Brian Decker. I'm an Airbnb investor. Today, I want to talk to you guys and teach you about how much passive income you can earn by buying a rental property in Destin, Florida. Okay. Right now, if I'm meeting somebody face to face, okay, they, they can't just turn around and jet away from me in two seconds. That's, you know, it's rude, right? But the second they might, that video pops up, all I hear is I am Brian Decker, swipe up, I could care less about this guy, right? Versus a hook. And that hook is, you know, uh, for example, let's say I was going to do a hook on that exact same Airbnb and be like, if I give you $7,000 more per month right now, what would change in your life? Okay. Now somebody's like, it's a very general hook. They don't know if I'm going to talk about Airbnbs. They don't know if I'm talking about a job hiring. That hook needs to be personalized and needs to be thought provoking and needs to be general. Because if I say, if my hook is, here's how you make $7,000 more a month by owning an Airbnb. What if that person has no interest in owning an Airbnb? Or what if they, they maybe would have interest, but you know, honestly, it's not on the top of the front. They're going to swipe up. So your hooks need to be very general, but very like thought provoking or like, on, or you can do the negative hook. It's, you know what? There is no way you would do this to make $7,000 more a month, right? Like they're like, what do you mean? I wouldn't do that. Although who are you to tell me what I wouldn't want to do? You know what I mean? And so you got to hit that hook and it's got to cast a very broad net that people want to listen to the video to find out what it's actually about. You don't want to tell them in the hook exactly every detail you're going to do. I want to go back to something that you brought up a couple of minutes ago about Instagram specifically, and and it relates to engagement. And you said this, Instagram is not Netflix. And you spend a lot of time uh, doing a, what you call a 10 pronged engagement to make sure Mm -hmm. that you are maximizing uh, the engagement with your content. Uh, Tell our listeners about that. Absolutely. So really what I tell everybody to do is, is I call it a 10 by two strategy, right? So really what you basically have to understand is, the worst thing that you can do is just be a purely a content creator. I have everyone's like, oh, I want to be an influencer and just create a bunch of content. Okay. You're you're not a director, right? You're not, you're not a film producer. Like if you if that's your goal is to just create a bunch of content, go try to be a movie star or a director and put that stuff on Netflix because that is a Netflix is a you know a platform to consume content, right? Whereas social media is a social platform. 
it is being specifically designed for people that curate content that attracts engagement. What does that mean? And, you know, it basically, and you know, it can, you're asking them a question, you're, you're getting them to actually spend more time on the platform. If people are just consuming videos all the time. They don't have a tendency to stay on the platform as long. What Instagram cares about is how long are people, when they watch that video, are they watching it from the beginning to the end? And then are they engaging with it? Are they sharing it? Are they saving it? Are they commenting on it? Are they liking it? What are they basically doing? And so if you're just strictly just putting out content, 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 just hoping your engagement works, there's a, a little trick you can do. And the worst thing you could ever do is what I kind of call post and ghost. And what that means is you go online, you go in, you upload your reel, you should be creating nothing. Don't worry about IGTVs, just create reels, 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 short form content. Go up there, you upload your reel, you put it up there, you upload it, and then you wait to see if anybody comments on it, maybe stay online for a couple of minutes afterwards, and then you get out of the app and you go consume your rest of your work day. Well, that is not what Instagram wants. So what you do is you use what I call a 10 by two strategy. And what that 10 by two strategy really basically goes ahead and does is it gives Instagram the knowledge of knowing, hey, this person's actually spending time consuming content as well as producing content. So what I basically go through and do is you go in and you basically want to use this strategy. So the first thing that you basically want to do and let's say just using Airbnb for an example, right? So let's say somebody's content parallel is Airbnbs. What they need to do is they want to go in and they want to find accounts, okay? Find profiles that have anywhere between, you'll, you'll break them up and you want to find, you know, at least 20 accounts that have, you know, 10,000 followers, 20,000 followers, 50,000 followers, 100,000 followers, 500,000 followers, kind of maybe picking five of each one of those categories, going from as little as 10,000 followers to as maybe as high as half a million. And what you want to do is you want to go in and you can go into their profile and you can save their URL, meaning save the URL that when somebody clicks on it, takes you right to that person's Instagram bio. So you go in and you build your list and you can save this in the notes section of your iPhone. That's what I do. So I have something called in, you know, IG engagement notes and it lists, I don't know, probably 40 URLs for Instagram profiles. And so I build all those out and I have about 10 of those accounts. And then what I do, or excuse me, about 20 of those accounts. And then what I do is I go in and I use something called Flick. Okay, it's F-L-I-C-K, and it's an app, and it's a hashtag app, and you can download that app called Flick, and what you do is, let's say it's Airbnb. I can go in to Flick the app, and I'll type in Airbnb, and it'll give me a list of all of the hashtags that are really trending around that Airbnb. So maybe it's hashtag Airbnb host, hashtag short-term rentals, hashtag VRBO, hashtag, you know, Airbnb, you know, Nashville, whatever it is. And it'll give me about all those hashtags and I'll save those hashtags. So I'll get about 20 accounts and about 10 hashtags. So then it's on my Instagram profile. So before I ever go and post in the day, what I do is I go in in the morning and say I'm going to post at whatever, you know, 9 a.m. in the morning. So best times usually to post are between 7 a.m. and 9 a.m., usually between like, you know, 11 and 1 p.m. and then between about 6 and 8 p.m., your whatever your time is. And what I'll do is before I'm going to post, I go in and I'll pick about 
five of those accounts, those Instagram profiles, I'll click on them, it takes me right to their account. I'll go in, I'll click on their stories, I'll make them a quick little comment on their stories, then I'll go to a recent post and I'll write like a two sentence comment on their post asking them a question. Never self-promotion. If somebody posts something up about Airbnbs in Nashville, you know, I'll say, like, oh, you know, where, where are your Airbnbs located in Nashville? And I always use their name, Matt. So that way Instagram algorithm knows it's not some bot. And I'll ask them a question and I'll make it a very point for two reasons. One, I want them to respond. Therefore, Instagram saying, okay, this guy is commenting and it's responding. And I'll go through and I'll do that for five to 10 accounts. And then once I've done that, then I go in and I go to Instagram Explorer page, that little page that has all the different photos that you can like look through. And I'll type in hashtag Airbnb host, for an example, I'll use one of the hashtags and I'll search it and it'll give me a list of all the recent reels. I just click the little recent tab and it tells me, oh, these are all the videos that have been recently posted you know, using that hashtag. And then I'll click on those and I'll go and make, you know, a one to two sentence comment on that. So that's why I call it 10 by two. I'm making, I'm doing 10 activities, right? And so I'm doing, you know, five of the profiles I'm commenting and then five on the Instagram hashtags that I'm following. And I go in and I bang all those out. What I've done is I've just engaged in the platform for about 10 minutes. Then I go in and I post my video. And once I post my video, then I go in and I pick another five hashtags and another five, you know, um, accounts and do it again right after I post it. So I basically hit up five accounts before I post five, you know, accounts, you know, or posts using a hashtag I like. So I've done 10 comments, then I post and then I do another five profiles and, you know, five, you know, uh, posts on a particular hashtag. That's why I call it 10 by two. So what I've done now is I have shown 10 to 15 minutes of engagement before, spent a couple minutes posting my content and then five to 10 minutes after. So I'll spend about 30 minutes on Instagram profile. And what this has done is this shows Instagram and the algorithm, hey, this guy's not only producing content, but he's also engaging on the platform. And the reason why I do it is two reasons. One, why do I go to profiles? Of that are within a, a content pillar that I really like is I want to follower jack them, right? Because meaning this, the type of people I want to attract, if these accounts are bigger, they already have the followers I want. If they're pushing Airbnb content out, well, guess what? They're having people that are interested in Airbnbs following them. So if I make these really insightful comments on the regular basis, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start follower jacking them. I'm going to be pulling their followers to follow my pages by making insightful comments. And then the same thing is true under those hashtags. And so then what Instagram algorithm is showing is, hey, Brian just posted a video utilizing some of these hashtags. And then he was just engaging on those exact same hashtags on other people's actual, you know, posts within that. And so what that tells Instagram algorithm is, is, hey, man, this is somebody's account we should pay attention to. And I do that over and over and over again. I do it every day. So my rule is I post one reel a day and I post two stories a day. Um, and that's why, you know, I always do it. And it's, it's allowed me just to blow up my account. And if I don't use that strategy and I post, I'll get 4,000 views on a video. If I use that strategy, I'll get 10 to 50,000 views on a particular post. If you're not convinced now, folks, I'm not sure if you ever will be. He is Brian Decker, CEO of Modern Lending, and you can find him at the Brian Decker on Instagram. Go check out his page and listen to everything that he had to say during this interview. Brian, thank you so much for joining us. It's been great. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, Justin. 
To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. And look for another new episode coming your way two weeks from now with more expert advice from independent mortgage brokers around the country. I'm Justin White. We'll see you next time on Good Better Broker.